Hey listeners, this is your host, Andoni. Just coming to let you know, we had some technical difficulties with the audio on this one, but we didn't want to cancel an episode on account of that. So we hope you still enjoy it. guys and welcome to we're podding this together it's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite disney channel original movies i'm sammy i'm indoni and i'm gina <laughs> yeah we have a special guest today grab your sleeping bag and do a mic check because we're gonna jam out by the campfire we're watching camp rock uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> We don't have Brandon or Lori. The show falls apart. Uh, at you a music to read anything, I will. <laughs> at a music camp for gifted teens, a popular teen idol overhears a girl singing and sets out to find out who the talented voice belongs to. What he doesn't know is that the girl is actually a camp kitchen worker with a fear of being heard. And I suppose that's sort of the plot of the movie in a way. I mean, yeah, but like in in a very obscure way, that is exactly what the plot was. I think the IMDb summaries are somebody who walked in at like five minutes of the movie and they're like, oh, that's what this movie is about. And then they walk away. So Gina, you specially requested this episode like five years ago. Why? I did. (laughs) Well, I love the musical ones, but I do not give a flying fart about High School Musical. So I said, "Mm, don't want to do that one. Don't care. But Camp Rock, I'm I'm Disney trash and I love it. So I'm also, I'm low-key Demi Lovato trash. I don't think I own any of her music, but I love her. (laughs) I think she is a very cool person and I really like what she stands for. And I hope that she's okay. It's just in general, like her life. But agreed. I think she's just an average pop singer, and the her voice, especially in this movie, was not worthy of having to track her down all over a camp. No. What? <laughs> Honestly, I can't name a single Demi Lovato song. Um, confident skyscraper. Uh, cool for the summer. Okay, cool for the summer, I know, because it was in RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, surprised me- more, like, I, I can't name too many. But I'm surprised mm-hmm. more Demi songs aren't on RuPaul's Drag Race because I feel like she's, that's a target audience for her. I've, there's probably more, but that's the only one that I can think of, or the only one that you said that I remember being on the show. I also cannot remember a single Jonas Brothers song. Oh, not for life really of me. For a while. Nope. Uh, Couldn't name one of those. Yeah, I could not. Not even a little bit. If, like, not even, if I were to look it up on Wikipedia, would I be able to name you a Jonas Brothers song? Um, oh, speaking of Jonas Brothers, today, day of recording, uh, is Kevin November Jonas's 5th. birthday. So we should celebrate him. Nobody else has a cool birthday today. Nobody. Not even Lori, <laughs> our, one of our founding <laughs> podcast members. It's definitely not her birthday. It's definitely not her birthday. It's also definitely not Guy Fox Day. Oh, um, fuck it is, doesn't it? I haven't heard anybody even try to quote it today. That's weird. Ready to dive in? Yeah, let's... Uh, let's, let's dive in like we're at the lake at summer camp. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of lakes, honestly. <laughs> That's not one of my favorite bodies you, of water. You wouldn't have a... Uh, oh, God, I've run out of desserts. A brownie by the lake. Well, mm, I can't think of a dessert that I would even want to eat by the lake. Pie by the lake. Mm. S'mores by the lake. S'mores by the lake. That's okay. I'm more partial to reservoirs, though. (laughs) (laughs) Reservoirs and cupcakes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So this movie starts with Demi Lovato and she's getting dressed to a musical montage and it felt very 2000s teen movie. Well, it's also of her own music. (laughs) That is true. 
There was a point where she went and like air guitared with an actual guitar. Like she just there's a guitar ne- laying next to a keyboard, and she goes and like picks up the guitar. She doesn't actually play it, but she does like the the arm swing, <laughs> and then sets it back the down and walks arm. away. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she like pretends to play the piano too. She just like lightly touches the keys without compressing them at all, and she's you know she's just bopping around. I do appreciate that it started with a montage. I say it every time a montage is a strong thing to have in a kid's movie and i always enjoy them and i think that was a good start i can't remember the last time i burned a cd or even put one in to listen to and that makes me depressed just like a lot of these movies because i'm (laughs) aging (laughs) at a steady but sure pace it's been a couple of years, but I'm sure I've burned a CD recently. I used to burn CDs all the time and listen to them in my car because I don't have a um, a jack for, you know, jack. Audio jack? Yeah, audio jack. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't have an audio jack in my car, and I hate listening to the radio. So You're I clearly to- not going to Camp Rock for music. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so I would listen to the CDs all the time and I would, every time I wanted to like, I had a decent commute. So every time I wanted to like get into like a new band or something, I would burn the CD and listen to it in my car. And that was, this was less than three or four years ago. So um, Mitchie, Demi Lovato wants to go to Camp Rock. And I guess it's a summer camp for teen musicians i gotta say real quick backing up after the whole montage she ended up picking the worst outfit out of the book <laughs> agreed like the most boring one yes she anyway. went through her her giant walk-in closet full of trendy clothes and picked out jeans and a t-shirt yeah which i can't really blame it wasn't her even like, much- like it was just boring it was blue on blue mm-hmm and I will say, after she decides her boring outfit, she goes downstairs and has breakfast. Her mom's like, oh, found another brochure for Camp Rock. They talk about how it's the last day of school before the summer. If it's the last day of school and you haven't signed up for summer camp, guess what? You're not, not going. going. <laughs> why is she waiting so long? Like, why didn't she bring it up earlier in the school year or something? I think she tried. I think she'd been sprinkling it around and her mom was like, we can't afford it. I think her mom kept saying we can't afford it. And like, this was last day before summer camp. And she's just like, please, mom, please. And her mom's like, we can't afford it. Her mom didn't say they couldn't afford it. Her mom said that her catering business was growing too much, which like basically translated to me. I don't have time. We don't, we don't have time to send you. I thought it was the dad just opened a new store and the mom's business. She had just started the catering business. Oh, I thought she said the catering business was expanding. No, the dad's store is expanding. Flip oh, okay. Them. Either way. Put the thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> well, still, like... That's going to tie in later. A brand new business and an expanding business cost money. And she did say that they couldn't afford it. I was going to start singing the theme song, but I can't remember it. There were no memorable songs in this movie. That is incorrect. <laughs> My favorite song was the one that... The bitchy blonde girl was like, I'm too cool. I did like that song, but I wouldn't, I couldn't sing it for you. So we're barely at the part where she got to camp. I guess she was out exploring the campgrounds and she bumps into this girl named Tess. Tess is kind of a bitch, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then we get to meet my favorite character of the movie, which is Caitlin, who becomes her new friend. And like, I mean, the whole situation is very mean girls, except. It wasn't planned for her to infiltrate the cool girls. It was just, she did it because she wanted to be cool. Caitlin wants to be a producer. And she's also from the another Disney Channel segment called Mike's Super Short Show. Yes, that's where I recognize her from. I was like, she sounds so familiar. Say Every time I say, and now you know, I finish it with Mike's Super Short Show. You also might recognize her, a little unlikely but possible, from some of Missy Elliott's early 2000s music videos. That's totally how I know her. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was a really good dancer as a little kid. And in this movie. Yeah, but they didn't showcase any of her talents. I don't remember the actress's name, but she's also a really good singer. Like Allison Stoner. Allison Stoner, thank Stoner? you. Stoner? She yes. did a cover of Selena Gomez's 
Love You Like a Love Song. And it was really good, actually. The initial impression of this camp is like much more camp pop than camp rock. Yes. Because there's kids like breakdancing and like the music is all poppy and hip hoppy. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed a bit more of like an art school as opposed to a rock camp. Yeah, but I mean like camp music doesn't have the same like pizzazz as camp rock yeah well there were even like that one kid who just went around dancing everywhere i don't think he ever sang anything he just just went and played drums everywhere yeah like every everybody well i mean the drum kid makes sense because that's music and dance is music but it's not so much like but also they make everyone take the same hip-hop class curriculum which doesn't make any sense so there were only two classes. There was the singing class and the dancing class. True. Yeah, there were. It didn't seem like there was a lot of structure at this camp, which for an artsy fartsy camp, I get. But like, it really just seemed like kids were just jamming out when they wanted to. Yeah, it seemed like it was just kids who were like, we like music. And so they all just go to some campgrounds. We find out that Shane Gray, one of the components of Connect 3, which is just the analog Jonas Brothers. Yeah, they're they're just one piece short of Connect 4. <laughs> which, there is a fourth Jonas Brother, isn't there? Like he's a little kid, but... Yes, I, I don't know how I know that, but yes, there's one that's like way younger than the... I remember because on Disney Channel, they were pushing, there was, this was like another like Disney legacy or like Disney money machine engine thing. So they were always pushing them. They were had like commercials for their concerts, which seemed like high performance or like high, um, high octane performances. Like they were doing flips off parts of the stage and stuff. Like they were very acrobatic. But I remember in one of the commercials, the littlest brother was like, I want to go too. And they're like, sorry, you got no talent. Shane Gray is, I guess, a disgraced band member. He's been getting into all sorts of trouble, but this is Disney Channel, so they can't say he's doing drugs and sleeping with hookers, right? And shoplifting. (laughs) He's been acting out. What has it what did they say he was doing? He was kind of late, like he was late all the time. He's being a little diva and throwing fits on set. What would you get kicked out of a band for? I would get kicked out of a band for having no talent. <laughs> that was really good. That's a really good reason to get kicked out of the band. Really, I don't know why we brought you in on the first place. This was... Like, what are you doing here? You don't even know how to carry a drum set. Get out. <laughs> What would your answer be? I mean, I really can't beat that, honestly. <laughs> um, a tea overdose? I don't know. Tea overdose. Like, I'd be a real big, like, I can't go on and perform until I have my fucking cup of matcha tea. <laughs> I don't really even like matcha that much. So it'd be like chai. <laughs> or like plum. I oh, yeah, plum. I Earl Grey. Or I will flip this table. Oh, I will raise all sorts of hell. (laughs) If I don't get my Earl Grey with a tablespoon of agave and fucking macadamia nut milk, it's all going to hell. (laughs) So anyway, Shane Gray, as part of his punishment for uh, being a diva, has to teach a class at Camp Rock. And also perform a duet with whoever wins the the final jam he's getting forced into a lot of stuff mm-hmm. really that he did not it. consent to and was not consulted on at all so they break all this to him while he's sitting in the limo at camp rock so how did they like <laughs> get him like in the car were they just like hey buddy we're going to a performance <laughs> I, that's what i'm thinking because all three of them were in the car and then they just like say all right get out and just push him out of the limo and drive away i don't know if it was in the limo or if it was at a different part, but one of them was taking video on a flip phone. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? <laughs> what are you trying to do there? I swear it was in the limo. 
I don't remember that part at all, but I have to say my favorite one, first of all, I love the fact that they were trying to pass off the Jones brothers as just friends or like people who had met at the camp, like completely unrelated when two of them look so similar. The one who was playing the idiot looks totally different than the other two. I don't know where he came from, but he was my favorite. He's like, Hey, while you're here, will you make me a birdhouse? (laughs) On punishment for partying hardy. I love how he kept calling back to that too later when they're calling to check up up on him. How's my birdhouse coming? (laughs) He was the only one who did actual acting in this. Yeah, seriously. Maybe that's why I like him so much because he's like actually doing some decent acting. He was adorable. But also he never got that birdhouse and... I don't even think that's a class that they offer at the camp. I don't think it is. It's a real shame. Shane, also his his uncle is the one that owns the camp. So he's like a real dick and totally ignores his uncle. As a regular person going to that camp, I'd be pretty happy. I bet like they definitely have a latte machine or something. Because that (laughs) was a pretty swank spread in the cafeteria. I would be happy if I had to go there as a person. So they had like drink dispensers. That were trumpets. It was awesome. And you you pull the trumpet and it comes out the horn of the trumpet. Who spent so much money on all of this? This is incredible. I mean, I guess considering every other kid who goes there has a famous parent, I guess it's got to be super expensive. But also the camp itself was very, very Disney. For my senior trip in high school, we went to Disney World and we stayed at the the sports themed hotel. The ESPN one? Yeah. So each area of it was themed a different sport so we were in like the baseball section and then so like everything in there was baseball themed so there was like a giant baseball and the statues were all baseball and i'm pretty sure there was like topiaries and a fountain that were in the shape of a baseball so it was very much that like oh you're at a music camp everything is music that camp would have been my jam in grades in high school grade school i would have been like i would have been mitchy and been like mom not as talented as that girl but let's go sign me up so a bunch of kids find out that Shane is there and he gets bombarded by super fans and goes to hide in some bushes next to a cabin where Mitchie just happens to be playing piano and singing her one song that she knows. Already by this point in the movie, and it's not even like 20 minutes in, I'm sick of this song. <laughs> I, I don't remember the words songs. at this point. It's like, I can be who I want to be or something like that. But she's already, it's already been started three times. Yep. And I'm sick of it. It's the same song. It, she keeps bringing, every time somebody's like, hey, Mitchie, sing for us. Uh, uh, I, don't, I can't even get the tune in my head. So <laughs> I can't get the tune. I can't remember the words. But it reminded me very much of, if you've seen Pitch Perfect 2, the, that like new girl, she keeps on singing her song about a flashlight or whatever. <laughs> And then it's the climax of the movie, and it's not even a good song. This is like my favorite song. I'm so sorry for you and your musical taste. Okay, no, let me rephrase that. This is like my favorite song in the movie. Okay. <laughs> That's Ooh, not so far. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the song you're going to walk down the aisle to in your. <laughs> no. My first dance, Jesus. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, the song about a flashlight from Pitch Perfect is going to be her walking down the aisle song. I can't even think of what flashlight song. I don't, she's like, because you're my flashlight. You're my flashlight. Oh, like, that one. You're my flashlight. I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> Got to run out of batteries at some point. <laughs> so Shane is like this voice of an angel. I have to find out who she is. And he bursts into the cabin, but by then she's already gone. So I don't think she's a bad singer. I think she's perfectly fine. But I don't think she's so outstanding that he has to search all over camp to find this one singer. I would say she's one of the best solo singers in the movie. I think she's one of the only ones that sings a cappella. There's probably like... For a reason, because other people, if they sang a cappella, would be comparable. And so you have to do the whole a cappella thing where it just sets her apart. That's true. She like other people did sing a cappella, but I think she might be the only one that sang live in the movie. Like everyone else was lip syncing to something. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. That's what I meant by a cappella gotcha. in this sense was she she sang at least once, if not twice, just live. No 
no pre-lip syncing recording. She just went at it. And I was like, dang, girl, good. Yeah. So she was, she was good. And she made a whole career out of being a singer. So she can't be terrible. But so she doesn't showcase her talents at all in the opening night jam. Is this where she lies? Tess comes up to her and is like, she's talking to Caitlin. And she's like, who's your mom again, Caitlin? And Caitlin starts to answer. And Mitchie's like, my mom's so-and-so from China. Oh, yeah. She's like, she's the president of music TV in China. I like, so it's a little bit later, but she like, pulls out her clothes in the cabin and and the girls are like these are not even good and she's like they're from china and i want to be like that's a low bar (laughs) yeah (laughs) everybody imports their cheap clothes from china (laughs) (laughs) like they didn't even look at the tags or anything she's like oh it's from this boutique in china yeah you gotta throw the word boutique in there that makes it special anyway so she lies about her mom tess is like oh you're cool i want you to come join us in our cabin Well, this whole camp and the movie is like a microcosm of what I assume the music industry is like. So it's all about who you know and what value you can, like what you're worth to someone else based on Mm -hmm. your connections and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, a terrible message to send. It is. Just going through theater classes and like summer theater courses. This felt very real. That Shane chick was, yeah, I've, met like eight of her that's that's exactly how a lot of people behave wait that shane shane was the jonas brother <laughs> oh shane. what's the blonde chick's name tess. tess tess such a stupid thing for her to lie about like her mom is there at the camp how does she expect that's going to work out and she's working in the kitchen she... how old is she supposed to be mm-hmm. 15 16 i mean i know you're still trying to impress people but you should be not this dumb yeah, if you're going to try, like, because they, I think at first they asked who your dad is, and she's like, oh, he owns a hardware store. And then she's like, oh, but my mom, my mom does this. Which, and, like, was a terrible idea, considering her mom was there and yeah. could so easily blow her cover. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is an immature lie. Like, she should that's... have done the opposite and said her dad was the famous one. All right, so Mitchie sets her alarm for super early in the morning so she can go work in the kitchens and sneaks out of the cabin. Then she does this funny thing where once she's done prepping breakfast, she leaves the kitchen, sees everybody in there. So she sneaks back in and goes out the back way to walk around into the mess hall. Uh, There's like so much stuff that's like Mm non-consequential. Like a lot of songs. We don't need this. If it's a musical, then the songs should move the plot forward, you know? But the songs were all just songs being performed by kids. So it's like a weird sort of musical where it's just a movie with karaoke. I did like that they kind of used the the jam. So they had different kinds of, the final jam was at the end, but they had like a opening jam and there was the pajama jam and there was the beach jam and all the different jams showcased a different character's talents which i thought was cool i got lost because she goes in and out of this kitchen so many times i know it's so easy to get lost so i think like we finally start seeing some classes and what actually goes on at this camp so a singing class she sings her stupid song again (laughs) and then there's the dance class before after she's chastised him though after so yeah they do the singing they do the singing class and she blows everybody away somehow Tess gets mad at her for it because Tess doesn't like when people are better than her. So she goes up to her right after class and is like, hey, I think you should be one of my backup singers. I don't think you're ready to perform solo. That would really freak you out, wouldn't it? And she's like, yeah, it would freak me out. And I would love to perform backup with for you. And she runs back to the kitchen to help clean up. And Nick, Kevin? not Nick, uh, which Jonas Kevin? is it? Joe. Kevin? Joe. Is Joe the one that's married or dating Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones? Yes. They did a really good um, Gomez and Morticia Adams costume for Halloween this year. He also dressed up as her for Halloween. What? 
Yeah. Well, there was a different Halloween costume where he dressed up as Sansa for Halloween, and I was like, awesome. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay, so I can forgive his bad acting and terrible hair in this movie because of that. That hair was real bad. Well, you know what the real question is, is with such wonderful hair throughout the ages, how have I not become a famous pop star? That's what it's all about. Can you sing? Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Jonas, Shane Gray, walks in the kitchen and... And he's still a diva at this point. He's such a diva. And Mitchie hides from him because she doesn't want anyone to think that she works in the kitchens. So she just shoves her face in a bag of flour. Like Mrs. Doubtfire. I would have <laughs> died if she popped up and been like, hello! <laughs> that would have made this movie so much better. But he's a total diva. He's like, I sent over my food allergy list and you guys fucked up. Which... To be fair, if he has legitimate food allergies and they're feeding him food he's allergic to, that is fucked up. Yeah, but like... But also, you don't carry on a full-on conversation with someone who has clearly just smashed their face in flour. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what kind of kitchen work you're doing, your face is never going to get covered. Just your face is covered in flour. Like, it's either all over you or it's not. It's not... (laughs) It's not selectively sticking to some areas of your face. Uh, But now we get more classes and we see the class he's supposed to be teaching, which is a hip hop dance class, which you'd really think that he'd be more like the maybe composition or, well, I guess hip hop is performance, but he's not a good teacher. He's not a good teacher. He walks in, he says, all right, everybody. He turns on a song and he just does the dance. And he's like, why aren't you all dancing with me? And so they all do, and they're all amazing. And I was like, this is not how choreography works. They're all in sync. They all get it, like, as he's teaching it. Not even, like, a couple steps behind. They get it as he's teaching it. Uh, He's, like, giving them really vague directions, and they understand it. He's just like, all right, circle to the front. And they all, like, do this really complicated group move and then there's like they're crossing each other like in perfect sync and like there's no way if you're if you're a dancer and we're totally wrong let us know (laughs) i don't know Um, i've watched every season of so you think you can dance especially the auditions and i have to say that's not how this works she mitchy 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 is the girl yes Okay, Mitchie like narrowly avoids being found out by everyone because her mom comes over at lunch or something. She's like, hi, I just want to meet everyone, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, it, it was just lucky that she, her mom never says like, okay, love you, honey, or anything like that. Instead, she's like, oh yeah, that's our, she's our former chef or something. But Pharrell has eaten her eggs. Her mom has been so sweet and kind through this whole movie. Yeah. She's like, right. She gave up all of her summer catering commitments to come to this camp so her little girl can go to camp. All she did was ask that she help out with cooking. And she doesn't even do that. She's always late to help out. She's never actually helpful. And then she runs away halfway through. Like, her mom has not once been upset with her. Like, hey, you need to stay or anything. She's just like, oh, have fun, honey. And then she comes out. She's like, I just want to meet your friends. Her little girl is just like, oh, I don't know who you are. Leave. Also, how is this super mom cooking for all these campers by herself? Like, essentially by herself. I think there's some kitchen staff, but they really only show them, like, carrying plates back and forth. Gotcha. Ridiculous performance. Another jam sesh. (laughs) This this jam session was not cute, though. The one at camp. (laughs) It was was, uh, vapid. It was elitist. It was all about popularity, and I enjoyed it. I, I think that was my favorite <laughs> song, actually. It was honestly my favorite song of the movie. It was like a good kind of Paris Hilton-y dance bop. It was very Paris Hilton-y. That is, that's actually like the best description of it, yes. Yeah. Too, too cool? Too cool. That's all I, I just, remember. I looked up the lyrics, and there's a line that says, "Everything you say is so irrelevant," and I love that. Ooh. <laughs> you think you're hot, but I'm sorry, you're not. Exactly. Who do you think you are? This is just more like no stuff happening without any substance. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like I take my notes as I watch and I never know what is actually relevant as I'm taking my notes. And then I we go back through and we talk about it. And I'm like, oh, none of that mattered at all. Mitchie finds Shane playing alone in a neck by a lake, <laughs> eating scones. <laughs> in, in a in a in a oh god, what's the word? In fucking Little Mermaid. Where do they end up when the sha la 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 don't be shy? Kiss a lagoon. A lagoon? Is that a lagoon? Yes. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a different song than what Connect Three are used to playing. It's a little more it's a little more acoustic, a little more real. Yeah, being back at camp, it's like taking him back to his roots and reminding him what he used to love about music. And also Mitchie's angelic voice has really inspired him to Mm-hmm. to do real music again. There's a food fight. How many food fight decoms have we had so far? This wasn't even a food fight. This was like just a, a food squabble. It was a <laughs> disappointment, honestly. <laughs> it was. I was hoping for an actual food fight. Like they set it up to happen and then they just... They were spaghetti noodles, but they had no sauce. What were they... What were they e- Why were they eating dry spaghetti noodles? My boyfriend likes pasta with butter and my sister does too. And I just don't understand that. Like sauce it up, baby. This is... Her mom is supposed to be like premier caterer, like amazing food. This is supposed to be the best food they've ever had. And they get dry spaghetti noodles i mean there probably was a sauce the kids just chose not to put them put it on there which is weird what are they five <laughs> i'm saying that mom made a sauce yeah I'm no no that. i'm talking about like the choice to not have a sauce is something that a child does yes yes children have you ever ordered my favorite thing when i order pasta at a restaurant my favorite thing is to find the the magic noodle which is the one that is not the shape of what you ordered so like you get bow tie. Yeah. There's like a piece of penne pasta in there, mm-hmm. or you get lasagna, and it's like, oh, there's some spaghetti bits in there. Mm-hmm. Have Have you ever noticed that? I have, and I also notice the same thing with um, usually Sonic sides with your onion rings. You'll get a random French fry, or your tots. You'll get a random onion ring in there. Oh my god, that sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. So there's a food fight. <laughs> And uh, food fight, and then it's time <laughs> for another song that has like no consequence. <laughs> As a um, lot of them have have like that. Well, we skipped the part where Caitlin got kitchen duty for starting the food fight. Oh yeah, and that and, eventually leads to. Oh, I just did a weird whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that eventually leads to her finding out that Mitchie is in fact the chef's daughter. Yes, scandal. Which is not a big deal because Candle. Caitlin doesn't suck and she's not judgmental. Yeah, um, but she does call Mitchie out on being a lying liar who lies. And it's not so much that she lied, it's that she treated everyone poorly to get ahead of the game. To become popular. Yeah, to become popular. And as we all know, being popular is not worth shit. Another meaningless song. Mm-hmm. Don't care about it. Nope. This movie could honestly have been like 30 minutes. It could have been an episode of a TV show. It could have been. If they cut out all the songs that didn't add anything to the story, really. Did the Jonas Brothers have a TV show? They did. Okay. I thought I imagined that. They did. They. I think it was called the Jonas Brothers. I was going to say, was, I was like, was it called the Jonas Brothers? Like, this could have been a Jonas Brothers, like, extended hour-long episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was called Jonas was the show. Okay, there we go. Was this like the the introduction of the band TV show as a genre? Because then like Nickelodeon did something called like Lemonade Mouth. And Lemonade Mouth was a Disney, it was a DCOM, wasn't it? Oh, okay. So then I was totally wrong. I feel like Nickelodeon also did something. I think this was the start of every network, not just Disney, being like okay, we see what we did there. How can we capitalize on it, but not make it exactly the same, but enough the same that the kids still want to eat it up? Yeah. How can we beat these multiple horses to within an inch of their (laughs) life? That is exactly what 
this started. They go to the pajama jam. Another fucking jam. I wish there was more about the pajamas. It was just, this was Caitlin's turn to do her jam sesh. And she literally got like five seconds into it before Tess uh, pretends that she sees a snake and screams and stops her song. And instead of instead of saying, Tess, you utter bitch, get out of here and then starting the song over again caitlin just kind of like gets off stage but then mitchy like embarrasses tess in front of everyone which i guess is like she says she does like whatever major loser or something like that yeah uh did you guys ever do like loser loser double loser touchdown whatever i was loser loser double loser as if whatever get the picture duh (laughs) that's long fuck (laughs) we just did else L7 weenie. That's from Sandlot. I know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they were like, whatever major loser, was that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> whatever major loser. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's dumb is what it is. And <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> that's dumb. I wasn't mad though, because honestly, Caitlin's performance was uh, lackluster. It was not great. There just wasn't much to it. So she's trying to be like some sort of dubstep artist. She's trying to be a producer. <laughs> but she, it's had... like she was laying down the track for someone to sing over, but there was nobody to sing over it. So it's just kind of like, hmm. She's like playing the keyboard and she does like some keyboarding behind her back, but it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> she's a kid. She's learning. She's perfecting her act. Jesus. No, she's got great showmanship. Yes. <laughs> Her dancing was phenomenal. She, she needs to find two. Like the behind the back keyboard playing or whatever around your waist up loop-de-doo with a, with, a, <laughs> with a corkscrew. That was all fine. But the music was just boring. They probably were like, okay, this actress is a super good dancer. How can we kind of dumb it down for her? Because she may be too good for this decom. They should have just made her a singer, but then I guess she would have been competing with Mitchie, so. Yeah. Um, major loser. <laughs> major loser. Her <laughs> song has no consequence. The jam has no consequence. <laughs> Shane is on the search for the girl with the voice. He's Prince Eric looking for Ariel. For sure. Oh, or a modern Cinderella story. That, that's true, too. Yeah. So he tries, he tries the shoes on every girl. So he starts spreading this whispers around the camp. He's like, I need to find the girl with the voice. And so everyone around camp is like, Shane is looking for a girl with a voice. Literally anyone who's not mute is the girl with the voice. (laughs) (laughs) So they all start bombarding him, like, during all of his private moments. But of course, he asked for this, right? So he asked to have every girl in camp sing for him, essentially. And then he starts acting annoyed when all these girls come up to him and start singing for him. What's her face? Caitlin. I was like, are you going to try, Mitchie? And she goes, oh, no, it's not me. There's no way it's me. He's never heard me sing. Yeah, because she's, like, afraid to sing in front of people. Mm -hmm. Well, because she only knows one song. But, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, if you want to be a singer, why are you afraid to sing in front of people? I don't know. Is this the same story as Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff? Probably. (laughs) I don't remember. I remember that movie. I don't remember the plot of that movie. I haven't seen that movie, but I can. Her brother dies. Strongly say, probably. Jonas Brothers perform as Connect Three at the daytime Uh, jam. (laughs) I think that was the beach jam. That was the blueberry beach jam. Again, that was meaningless. Something about sending the new song to the agent, but also meaningless. Well, yeah, because we get no satis- like we get no closure on that story by the end of the movie. Like they no. never, they don't do like a jump forward to show like six months in the future, and they're it's like they're on a successful tour of their new new album or something. Like we get no closure nope. on that storyline. Nope. Tess is an asshole, and she confronts Mitchie about her mom being the chef because she. F- stumbled across that some at some point yeah she, I don't know she, she was just there when they were saying goodbye or something i think yeah, probably but of course she's an asshole and she has to embarrass people for everyone um yeah so she does that and and then everybody hates her because she was lying 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Shane thinks it's all about him. That is really true. He does. He was like, how could you do this to me? And I was like, whoa, buddy. Did she ever even say to him, like, oh, my mom runs music TV? No, she didn't. She never actually lied to him. But he was just like, "Uh, you're not who I thought you were. And it's like, she's just a girl whose mom is a chef. Calm down, buddy. Who's been, like, helping you sing and stuff and incorrectly paddle a canoe. I don't know. These people would not survive at a real summer camp. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Shane, not Shane, Tess comes across Shane talking about the girl with the voice and he starts singing the song that he heard. He was like, it's been stuck in my head this whole time. And she recognizes the song, of course, because it's the only song that Mitchie knows and she sang it for them earlier. And at this point, I thought she was going to learn that song and sing it for Shane me right? too. But instead, she just plants her chart, her mom's charm bracelet on Mitchie's stuff somewhere and runs to the camp director and says that she stole it. It takes but- forever for her to do it too because <laughs> they have all this, another montage, which I'm not mad about, <laughs> of them, of Mitchie and Caitlin creating a new group and getting ready, like preparing in the lead up to the, uh, the Huckleberry Jam. uh, so it's been like at least a week because it's like countdown five days and then the day of or the day before is when she finally unleashes her master plan of sticking her charm bracelet under a book (laughs) next to Mitchie what a hiding place where like if someone's gonna steal something like you shove it under a book Mm -hmm. not only that but why is there a stack of books in the kitchen yeah well I think they were cookbooks because her mom was going through cookbooks okay. earlier. That makes sense. She plants the bracelet under some cookbooks and goes to the camp director. And the camp director's like, can you prove that's not, you didn't steal it? And Mitchie's like, I guess I can't. <laughs> he's so obvious about his uh, intent here when he's like, you're banned from camp activities until the end of the final jam. Did you hear me? The end of the final jam. And they're like, yeah, okay, right. yeah, we got it. We're banned. And he's like, I said till the end of the final jam. And I'm like, you're not being subtle. (laughs) Oh, and I got to say, during the the preparation montage, singing on top of a giant rock does not make your music rock and roll. That's all I (laughs) You know? You're singing on a rock, like, rock. But also, like... (laughs) Caitlin has her laptop and a turntable set up on top of a giant rock. Like, where is the fucking power source <laughs> to be running that equipment? It's solar powered. I think it's just the power of music. It was a <laughs> But it's time, t- finally time for the final Huckleberry Razzmatazz <laughs> <laughs> bourbon laced jam. Man, I wish it was bourbon laced. Tess and her lackeys are uh, preparing to go on stage and she bitches at them just one time too many and they snap and I say we are not dealing with your shit no mo I really thought that I forget the one girl's name actually I forget both of their names (laughs) one was Peggy but then later it was Margaret and I was like what the fuck okay (laughs) Margaret. Well, I was thinking about the two, the three girls from the new Sabrina. I was like, it's not Agatha or Dorcas. But, <laughs> but also, what a poor child whose parents named her Dorcas. Um, also, I believe Peggy and Margaret are the same person. They are Peggy. the same person. That's why I was saying, what the fuck? Well, Peggy's a, a nickname for Margaret. Is it? What? Yeah. it's a. I don't know why, but it is a common nickname for Margaret. It's okay, like is that Dick like Richard? That's what I was about to say. Where do you where do you get Dick from Richard? I I well, don't pull know it out how, of Peggy, I guess. But it, well, how do you get Bob from William? That's a good one too. Who knows? Yeah. I okay, so anyways, Margaret, I really thought that she was gonna slap Tess because she was trying to walk away and Tess like grabs her. I was like, oh my god, please slap her in the face. Well, instead, she slaps her in the face with her beautiful music. <laughs> she slaps her right in her non-existent talent. 
Which is the Disney way to slap someone. So they call out Margaret, whatever her last name was, and everybody's like, who the fuck is Margaret? And she goes, yeah. I'm Margaret, bitch, grabs the guitar and walks out on stage. Yeah. So not only can she sing, but she's multi-talented and can play guitar. Yeah, and she's amazing. She's way better than Tess ever was. She sings, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I am to you. And Nick Jones, Nick Jonas. Jesus Christ, I can't figure out which Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Jonas. JJ. Jojo. JJ. Shane. No, Jojo. What happened to Jojo? I think she still does stuff. <laughs> Shane hears the song, and I guess, I don't know why he's starting to walk away. Like, it, there's still music going. Like, no, because the, the, the thing has already ended. So, like, Yeah, but they hadn't even announced the winner yet. So he's, like, for some reason walking away. I thought Penny Margaret was, was supposed the to winner. judge. She was supposed to confer with his oh, okay. not brothers. For those of you who can't see, which is all of the listeners, I'm doing air quotes around not brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're going to go confer and. Um, okay, that makes sense. They're the judges. But then she starts singing her song and he goes, oh, That's the girl. And he turns around and he goes, oh, it's Mitchy, and then they slow mo run together and make out. Except their make out is seeing a duet together, even though they've never once practiced this song together in their life. Nope. He uh, starts adding. He adds his own verse to it, and she sings along as if she had written it herself. Yeah, it's like a uh, mashup. There are several <laughs> fake out endings, like finale songs, <laughs> yeah. in this movie. This is the first. That was the first. The second song was the post final jam song. It was like a yeah. closing ceremony. The jam jam, I think is what they called it. The jam jam. Where <laughs> the whole camp starts jamming together. But again, this is a song nobody practiced and is on perfect sync. Yeah. <laughs> but at this Wait, point. Wait, it's not I was... when everyone just starts stomping on berries? Yeah. <laughs> just all at once? At this point, I was like, oh my God, I hope this movie is over. I pray to God this movie is over. And I looked and I still had five minutes left. And I was like, what could possibly happen in five minutes? But this was arguably one of the better songs of the movie. The, because we rock or whatever. They're like anthem. They're like camp anthem. But then it's still not fucking over after the screen goes There's another group song after that. (laughs) Oh, so it's three months later. Mitchie and Caitlin, still besties. I guess they just happen to live in the same state or town or something. And then all the other girls are there too. Like Mm -hmm. the one girl whose name, I don't know if we ever learn it, but she's the one who performs during the first jam. And then... (laughs) Tess and her two lackeys. And they're all just, you know, they're all friends now, apparently. And they're mm-hmm. jamming out in Caitlin's garage. And they make this song that I didn't like that one either. Uh, <laughs> they should not have ended with this song. <laughs> and it also just kept on going. They should have ended on the We Rock song. They should yeah. have. It- they should have been... The last syllable or the last part of that song should have just been like, because we rock. And then like a cymbal bash at the same time. And then it just like. (laughs) They could have done this as like the credit song. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, in School of Rock where like they all meet up and they do that one song and it's the credits and they're like singing the credits. That would have been fun. I am so happy that you brought up School of Rock (laughs) because my idea for this movie, number one, (laughs) cut out most of the songs. Uh-huh. Number two, bring in Jack Black and make oh him a sequel God. to School of Rock, where he is now their summer camp counselor <laughs> in the summer directly following the school year that yes. he fucked up for everyone. Yes, that would have been so much better. Summer camp, School of Rock. Oh, Margaret won the competition. Yes, Margaret won, and I appreciated that a lot, that it wasn't either Tess or... Uh, what's her face because she, she if if Mitchy had won I would have thrown a fit because she didn't perform until the end of the final jam until after exactly she could not possibly have been part of the competition I would have been so mad if he pulled a Dumbledore and like retroactively <laughs> <laughs> I would have been so mad uh, did you guys learn any lessons be yourself go to summer camp God. Don't be a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's the perfect lesson. (laughs) 
Um, you can never have too much or too many jams. I have learned <laughs> that I could, I would really enjoy a scone by the lake. What would you rate this movie? Slammy? Um, I think I'd give it a three out of 10. There were some decent songs and that's about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gina? That was seven out of ten. Wow! I know. Wow. I know. You guys are are tough critics on this show, and I, uh... as I've said, we are jaded. Yeah, our spirit has been broken by many a movie before this. Do you want to defend or explain your rating? I liked this one. I knew I liked this one. Is it because of I, nostalgia? I don't know if it's nostalgia. I think I always thought it was like leaps and bounds better than high school musical i should remember like i just was not on board with high school musical but i still also still didn't see high school musical until after i saw this i'm gonna give it a four out of ten that's actually like a nine out of ten for you guys so (laughs) no because i still regularly rate things higher than everyone else Mm -hmm. because i I feel bad, like I'm hurting the movie's <laughs> feelings or something. So like, I feel guilty when I give something like a really low rating. Like giving this like find this podcast. I used to feel guilty for giving them low rating, especially ones that I had like a lot of nostalgia for. And then I had to get over it because I was just like, you know what? This movie sucks. That's it. Yeah. I wanna I wanna go back and figure out which episode broke you. I think it was Luck of the Irish, to be honest with you. That's Josh's favorite movie. Or is it Brandon? No, it was Brandon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and Brandon came on all like bright-eyed and bushy. That was his first episode. And he was like, I loved this movie, guys. And we were like, oh, my God. Yeah, you guys <laughs> did it right with me. You had me come on with uh, Ring of Endless Light. Like, you couldn't possibly love this movie. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that was rough. Maybe, maybe that's what I need to do. I need to. You guys just need to put me on one <laughs> that like no one else wants to be on, and then I can be like, "This was garbage." There was one a couple weeks ago that was just me and Josh signed up, and nobody else wanted to touch it. And I was like, <laughs> "I don't, I don't remember which one was it." Did I end up going in on that one? I don't remember who came in on that one, but I remember like day of or like the night before I was like, uh, guys, it's just me and Josh. Anybody? Anyone? Was it Twitches 2? That was it. It was Twitches 2. <laughs> Why don't you show us if this is you by telling us all about it in the comments on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on our email at podnistogether at gmail.com. That's all I got. That was good. That wasn't bad at all. That was yeah. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.